So what do you make of it? I asked the plumber. Steve. I believe his name is Steve. Sure as hell looks like blood to me, he said, staring at the rusty red discharge dripping down the wall. But I'm no biochemist or anything. My wife had jokingly referred to it as blood, so that's the first thing I told the plumber. You know, as a joke. Hey Plumber Steve, we've got a really bad case of the old blood dripping down the walls here. Mind taking a look? You're kidding, right? I stared at him in disbelief. He seemed like the kind of guy that would think this kind of stuff was funny. You know, stupid. I don't know, man. He stroked his chin nonchalantly. The color checks out. It is roughly the same texture, wouldn't you say? This guy, I thought to myself. I'm not even sure why I called the plumber in the first place. The weird thing was, there weren't any pipes anywhere near that wall in question. I'd gone over every inch of the place, read through all the blueprints, even drilled a hole at the base of the roof. There was simply nothing there. Maybe you got a corpse or something up there. He chuckled nervously. <laughs> Have you checked on your wife lately? I really do hate bad comedians. They're right up there with people who use walls instead of while, and people who chew with their mouth open. I just shook my head and snickered half-heartedly. So there's nothing you can do? I asked. Hey man, if there's no pipe or hole or anything I can enter. He winked suggestively, then shrugged. I sighed and thanked him for the service to my basement, which is to say I told him he was useless. He replied with a douchey smirk and handed me a bill that had me reconsidering my chosen career. No luck? My wife asked. I shook my head. I just don't get it, I said. This shouldn't be fucking rocket surgery. I think you mean brain science, she giggled. But I'll admit, it's pretty damn weird. We'd only had this house for a little over a week, but I was already regretting buying it. Sure, it was relatively cheap. Who doesn't love a big old mortgage? But there had been nothing but problems with it since we moved in. Lights flickering, drafty spots all over, strange noises in the wall, and then the leak in the basement yesterday to top it all off. And don't even get me started on the neighbors. Maybe we should talk to the neighbors, my wife suggested, peering out the kitchen window. Which one? I asked. Let's see, we've got a big old weirdo, the demented old crone, the blonde surfer guy with the seemingly endless supply of identical white hoodies. Or let's not forget the creepy middle-aged twins. Come on, she poked me in the ribs, playfully. Stop being a grump. I'm sure they're nice people. I managed to dodge them all thus far. I heard someone knocking on the door like crazy once, but I was half asleep from the full night of failing to locate the damn sound in the walls. So I buried my head under the pillow and ignored whoever it was. I suppose I couldn't avoid them forever though. That's not the neighborly thing to do, I guess. I'm sure, I replied sarcastically. Hey, shouldn't you be at work? Just heading out now. She kissed me on the cheek. Love you. Don't go crazy down in the basement, you hear? No promises. I smiled, but I'll try. My wife worked wacky shifts. I guess that's what nurses do. I couldn't keep on top of her crazy work schedule half the time, so I often found myself confused when I woke up and she wasn't there, or when she suddenly came home in the middle of the night. I mostly worked remotely, short-term freelance contracts, which basically meant whenever I felt like it. I hadn't been feeling like it since we bought this damned house, which was becoming something of an issue. It has to be the foundation, right? I muttered to myself, bringing my coffee downstairs with me. I fixated on the wall and the noises, 
couldn't seem to let them go. The basement was fairly small and cramped, and we were originally going to use it for storage. That's why I had to fix a leak post-haste, lest all our useless crap that we never used would be rendered unusable. Maybe rusty water? I suggested, carefully balancing my coffee down the uneven stairs. I stopped abruptly on the last step, spilling my coffee all over myself. Normally, I would have shrieked in a rather unmanly fashion as a burning hot liquid ran down my leg. But in this instance, the shock of what I was seeing far outweighed the physical pain. The wall was so squeaky clean, not a single spot on it. I carefully put down the remnants of my coffee on the stairs and walked over to investigate the impossibility of it. But before I got more than a few steps, the one light bulb hanging from the ceiling started flickering like crazy before completely going dark moments later. Son of a bitch, I mumbled, stumbling around blindly, knocking over several boxes of god knows what. The doorbell suddenly rang from upstairs. I must have knocked over every last thing in the basement in a fit of panic before I finally found the stairs, knocking over my coffee cup in the process. Fucking shit, I shrieked unmanly as a hot coffee spilled over my feet. You alright there, fella? A cheery male voice called from the darkness of the basement. Holy shit, I yelled, instinctively turning towards the sound, which in turn led me tumbling down the stairs, landing flat on my back. You know, a pair of floating glowing emerald eyes uttered. I know who used to live here. Who the fuck is there? I demanded. Get the fuck out of my house. I do apologize. The eyes chuckled. I keep forgetting you needed light to see. The light bulb lit up, flickering erratically like a seizuring strobe light. Every split second or so, illuminating a slender man wearing jeans and a white hoodie. He was grinning widely, his sparkling green eyes darting all over the basement. Hey, uh, you're, you're the, uh, surfer guy, neighbor? Spot on, he smiled, although I haven't surfed in quite some time. I hope you don't mind, but I figured I'd let myself in, since you seemed rather preoccupied. He paced around the room idly, gracefully avoiding the shit I knocked over without even looking. How the hell did you get down here so fast? And how did I not hear you coming down the stairs? He hung himself. The man said, the previous owner, right over there, see? He was pointing at a spot in the corner of the room. I squinted and blinked feverishly, like I somehow expected to see him dangling there. Did you somewhat expect to see him dangling there? The man chuckled. I'm sorry, you'll just have to take my word for it. I sat up uncomfortably, my back digging into the lower step of the stairs. I couldn't think of anything to say. What do you say to a person who manifests out of thin air in your basement? Can you maybe fix the light? I said, shielding my eyes from the seizure-inducing blinking. The man laughed and slapped his forehead theatrically. Why, of course, I always forget these silly little things. He snapped his fingers and the light instantly stabilized. I swallowed deeply as his gleaming green gaze settled on me. I'm here about your plumbing, so to speak, he said, pointing to the wall. I've been told you were having some issues with blood flooding your basement. You know the stuff, right? Thick crimson liquid, usually confined inside of a body. Uh, I said. Yeah, I mean, it's not blood. That was just a joke, and it's not there now, so I guess it's fixed. Are you sure? He said, grinning wildly. Maybe you should take another look. 
I glanced at the wall in question and let out another unmanly shriek as I realized it was literally covered in deep red oozing sludge flowing incessantly from a single point close to the ceiling all the way down to the floor. That has to be a couple gallons worth, the man said, stroking his chin. Quite a mess. Should see a plumber about that. I edged back against the stairs. Isn't, isn't that why you're here? I asked. Oh yeah, you're right. He threw his head back and laughed. I'm here to remind you. Remind me? Of what? I murmured. That you already know where it comes from, fella. You've always known. Just take some digging is all. You keep locking it away. I, I don't understand. Oh, you will, he grinned, his emerald eyes burrowing into mine. Come on, buddy. Let's go see your wife. She'll show you. He sauntered past me and beckoned for me to follow him as he started ascending the stairs. You coming or what? He asked. I haven't got all damn day. My wife? Desha? I said, shifting restlessly. She's at work. The man shrugged and smiled. You sure about that? He said. You sure she didn't come home while you were sleeping? Sleeping? No. It was midday, wasn't it? The plumber came around noon, and she left her work an hour or so later. There's no way in hell I spent that long in the basement. Ah, I see what's going on. The man slapped his forehead again. It's a temporal thingy messing with you. Yeah, it will do that sometimes. Some algorithmic snafu or other. I need to talk to the engineers about that. What damnation are you talking about? I said. Temporal thingy? He laughed again. A long hearty laugh. Nicely put Wolfgang, he said. But it's easier if I show you. He put his hands into his pockets and whistled cheerfully as he skipped up the remaining steps, disappearing through the door moments later. Last call, he yelled. I'm a busy man. Got places to burn, people to eat. You know how it is. I sat for a while in the dim light, desperately trying to make sense of the situation. There was no such thing as sense, of course. Everything that was happening since the plumber left defied logic and reason, but somehow it all seemed so familiar, like I'd seen it happen before. I sighed deeply and followed him up to the first floor. There you are, woofy boy. He grinned as I emerged through the door. I was just about to call off our arrangement, but I'm glad you came to your senses. Arrangement? I asked, staring up at the impossibly opposing figure before me. Come on, he said. He gave me a pat on the back. I shuddered as the freezing cold fingers dug into my flesh, if only a brief moment. A trip down memory lane is required. I followed him through the kitchen and into the hallway momentarily losing focus when I noticed how utterly dark it was outside. Then regaining it again when I spotted a massive hole in the wall just outside the living room. I stood in absolute silence just staring at it. It wasn't there before, was it? No, definitely not. I would have remembered that man-sized hole in the wall, surely. That's not something you just forget. You couldn't figure it out, could you? He said, peering into the hole. Where the sounds came from, Rats in the walls, wolves in the walls, couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, couldn't leave it alone, just had to fix it. No, no, that's, I said, blinking erratically. That's not what happened. That's not true. Sure it is, Wolfie, sure it is, he said darkly, staring at me. You went all Looney Tunes when you couldn't eat your cereal and peas and tore into the wall with a sledgehammer. 
I mean, I get it. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day, after all. No, I didn't. I edged back, confused. I mean, I can't remember. I... I can't. The thing is, Wolfie, he said, it's dangerous to tear down walls when you don't know what you're doing. Some of those suckers are load-bearing, you know? Sure, it might be structurally sound for a little while, but imagine your wife coming home in the dead of the night, all tired and grumpy from a long, strenuous shift. Then she notices there's a giant flipping hole in the wall, and she's like, what in the everlasting damnation has Wolfie been up to? And pops in to take a gander, and bumps into the wrong thing, and then, boom. The roof suddenly collapsed on her squishy body, splitting her skull open like a ripe melon, blood steadily flowing into a pool in the corner, slowly seeping down, down, down. Oh man, wouldn't that be something? I swallowed deeply, tears manifesting in my eyes out of nowhere, my hands trembling like crisp autumn leaves, heart pounding out of my chest. No, I murmured weakly. It couldn't. That's not what happened. The man snickered and pointed to the hole. Just one way to find out, Wolfie boy, he said. Just take a quick look, and then we can talk. It only took a moment for me to peer into the hole, but it was the longest moment of my life. Dust swirled in hypnotizing patterns within the small cramped hole, and in the corner I saw a massive pile of rubble, bricks, boards, nails, a pair of unnaturally pale feet sticking out. Wearing Dash's shoes that I got for her on her birthday that year, when they were on sale, so cheap, half price. And the blood, oh my god, the blood. So much blood. Oceans of it, splitting off into creeks, rivers, all leading to the corner, seeping down, down, down. No, I cried. Dasha, no. Please god, no. I don't know why, but I started clearing the debris diving onto the pile, throwing stones and bricks and boards every which way. She was long dead. Every last part of me knew that. But it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have to be sure. Gotta be sure. Can't let there be a doubt. It's my fault. My fault. My God. Oh, Dasha. It's all my fault. It is your fault. The man chuckled. That's how these things usually go, wolfy boy. Guilt. Despair. Damnation, anguish, all the sweet emotions you mistake for love. It's not love, Wolfgang. It's self-preservation. You can't handle the pain, so you come to me for the absolute solution. Shut up, I yelled. Shut up, shut up, shut up! Excuse me? He held up his hand dramatically. Just spitting the truth over here. Didn't mean anything by it. Let me know when you're ready to talk about our arrangement. I collapsed on the pile, sobbing inconsolably. Arrangement? I sniffed. What do you mean? He laughed heartily. Wolfgang, Wolfgang, how have you not caught on yet? I'm a dealmaker by trade. Surely you've gathered that much by now. You mean... I dried my tears and stared at him. You mean you can save her? Oh, I do apologize, he said grinning widely. You still seem to be under the impression that this is the first time we're having this conversation. This one is on me, Wolfie boy. Temporal snafu at all. What do you mean? I yelled hysterically. Can you just fucking tell me already? He crouched down in front of me. This isn't our first talk, Wolfgang. In fact, I've lost count, but I'm guessing we're up to hundreds by now. 
It always ends the same, but I do like to check up on my clients, you know, in case they're experiencing dealer's remorse. What talk? I whispered. What are you offering me? He laughed again. Your wife, sweet perfect Dasha, of course. I can give her back, just like that. He snaps his fingers. But there's a catch, always a catch. I sat up, meeting his unflinching gaze. What? I asked. My soul? You want my soul? Just take it. Whatever would I do with that? He chuckled. Then what? What do you want? It's real simple, he said. You can have a glimpse of her. A few minutes every morning before she leaves for work. That's all. Some back and forth banter. A kiss on the cheek, then a goodbye. And then you'll wake up, discovering her body all mashed up to a tasty, sludgy corpse juice. Go through all this again. All the horror, the guilt, the pain, all the suffering. All that for five minutes of her. Hardly seems worth it, does it? I nodded weakly. It's worth it. I said, it will be worth it. It will always be worth it. Well then, he grinned. Who am I to stand in the way of your perpetual self-inflicted torment? He grabbed my hand and shook it vigorously. I'll see you tomorrow, Wolfie boy, he said. Always a pleasure. He disappeared into the hole without a sound, leaving me a sobbing, convulsing mess on top of the crushed corpse of my wife. My sweet, perfect Dasha, I'll never let you go. I'll always choose the agony. There is no compromise, no option, no other way. Before I go back, before I lose myself, I have to remind myself, have to remember, always remember, never let it go, never let her go. It is worth it. It is worth it.